0: Tyler here with the Around the Bases podcast, here to recap week 10 of the college softball season, as well as look at the conference standings as we stand now, RPI rankings, the week 11 schedule, and individual and team statistics leaders. If you've listened before, you know the process. Um, so let's go ahead, dive right into the week 10 recap Starting last Wednesday, with Lizzie Avery's 10-strikeout one-hitter, which lifted Boston University to a 6-0 win at home against UMass. Georgina Cork's 12-strikeout two-hitter lifted South Florida past Jacksonville on the road in a 4-0 win. Ashley Miller's 11 strikeouts led Michigan State to a home 6-4 win over Western Michigan. Bailey Zeitler's two-run homer in the eighth lifts Georgia Tech to a 5-3 win at UAB. Moving on to Thursday's action, an error by the Notre Dame third baseman led to a walk-off for Clemson at home in their series opening 3-2 win. And you're going to get a lot of these from this past week as Easter Sunday, not a lot of teams played, so this is a little bit shorter of a recap. Um, So... Keely Rosard's 12 strikeouts led to Virginia Tech's series opening 5-1 win over Virginia at home. Maryland took down Michigan in a very interesting series opening 5-1 win at home. Montana Fouts 11 strikeouts and a wild pitch led to Alabama walking it off in their series opening 2-1 win at home against Mississippi State. Five runs in the fourth led to Cal getting a series opening 5-2 win at home against Stanford. Morgan Linestock throws a no-hitter and Southern misses 8-0 five-inning win over UTEP. Georgia opened their series at Missouri with a 4-3 win. Allie Kilponen's 10 strikeouts lifted LSU to a 4-0 win over South Carolina at home. And I didn't cover the rest of the, the, that series really at all because it they just wasn't very significant for me. Uh, but Leanna Johnson throws a one-hitter in Troy's series opening 2 nothing win at home against App State. Miranda Elish's 10 strikeouts, home run, five RBIs led Oklahoma State to a 9-4 victory at home against Kansas. Again, another series that just didn't really have a lot of headlines, because uh, Kansas has just not been great in the Big 12. Um, but Jordy Ball's 15 strikeouts led Oklahoma to a 3 nothing win at Texas to stay undefeated. Both in Big 12 play and on the season. Florida opened their series at Ole Miss with a 7-4 victory. Gabby Stagner's two homers, five RBIs, weren't enough for South Alabama as Louisiana took the series opener at South Alabama with a 10-7 victory. Washington took down Oregon State 4-3 at home to open their series. Arizona opened their series at home against Oregon with an 11-8 win. Kind of a little bit shocking, but we'll get to the rest of the series uh, Jenny Bressler's 10 strikeouts lifted UNLV to a 5 nothing win at San Jose State. Kelsey Lelor's two homers, three RBIs, and forgive me if I pronounced your name wrong, uh, led Boise State to a series opening 6-2 win at San Diego State. Huge series, might I add, within the Mountain West. Uh, but Jasmine Hill walks it off for Arizona State in their series opening 10-9, eight-inning win at home against Utah. So let's move on to Friday's action. Missouri even their series with Georgia in a 6-2 victory, forcing a rubber match on Saturday. Florida got the series win at Ole Miss thanks to a 7-3 win, and that was the first game of a doubleheader. And later in that game, uh, game two, Ole Miss's five home runs couldn't save them as Florida got the sweep at Ole Miss in a 10-9 win in Game 2. I'm not shocked by that. Florida's a very decent team. They've been up and down in recent weeks. But Florida is still a very good team, and they swept at Ole Miss, so I'm not exactly shocked. Troy guarantees the home series win with a 6-2 win over App State in the first game of a doubleheader. Later that day, Libby Baker's 11 strikeouts led Troy to the series sweep against App State in a 7-3 win in Game 2. Again, Troy, very deep pitching staff. Well, maybe not super deep, but... uh, Libby Baker and Leanna Johnson are a very good 1-2 combo in the circle for Troy, and App State proved that they didn't belong at the top of the Sun Belt standings, which we'll get to later. Actually, no, I don't have App State. Uh, So App State fell from 4th to 7th in the uh, Sun Belt, so they're not really a a huge factor in the Sun Belt anymore. Uh, But Louisiana... On the other hand, proved that they are still the best in the Sun Belt with a series win at South Alabama and a seven-to-one win in Game One of a doubleheader. Later that day, Louisiana scored two in the sixth to get the sweep on the road against South Alabama in a two-to-one win in Game Two, thus firmly stamping that Louisiana is still the best team in the Sun Belt, and rightly so. I, I didn't really feel like just South Alabama just raced out to a f- tremendous start in Sunbelt play, not in as an overall team. And I'm not discounting anything from South Alabama. They're, they're a good team, but Louisiana's better. And I fully expect Louisiana to win the Sunbelt regular season and conference title, but we'll work our way to that as we are r- barreling towards May at this point. Arkansas took the series opener against Kentucky in a 2 1 victory. A throwing error by the catcher leads to Cal walk off to lift them to the home series win against Stanford in a 6 5, 10 inning victory. Kaylee Harding's two run homer lifts Florida State to series opening 2 0 win at North Carolina. Alexis Holloway throws a no hitter in Notre Dame's 4 0 win at Clemson to even the series. Uh, did I have game one? Yes, I did. Okay. Sorry, I just got lost there for a second. Uh, but uh, Virginia pulled off a stunner at Virginia Tech to even the Commonwealth Cup Series with a 5-3 win, forcing a um, a rubber match on Saturday, which I will get to here shortly. But Kelly Watt- Maxwell threw an 18-strikeout two-hitter in Oklahoma State 6-0 win over Kansas. Kelly Maxwell is very good very very good in the circle for Oklahoma State right now again Oklahoma State uh, no Oklahoma stays undefeated as they smack Texas nine to one in five innings on the road to win the series Michigan scores two in the eighth to even the series at Maryland in a five to three win uh, Laura Lockard's double Homer five RBIs. Leads Dixie State to the 13-5, 6-inning win over New Mexico State. Wichita State scores 4 in the 7th to take down Houston 7-3 on the road. Oregon powered their way to even the series in an 11-3, 5-inning win at Arizona, forcing a rubber match. Megan Bloodworth's double walks it off to give Alabama the series win at home against Mississippi State in a 7-6 win. Kelly Lynch's 15 strikeouts lifted Washington to the home series win against Oregon State in a 2-1 win. Arizona State rolls to the series win at home against Utah with 12-2 five-inning victory. Taylor Adams singled in the 13th to even the series for San Diego State against Boise State at home in a 3-2 13-inning victory. And that takes care of Friday. Moving on to Saturday, Michigan took the series at Maryland thanks to a 9-2 victory. This didn't shock me, but Maryland opening the series with a win at home against Michigan was shocking to me in that regard. Didn't expect it, but Michigan rallied to take the series and... Uh, but kudos to the Wolverines for rallying. They're still not great within the Big Ten standings, but we'll get to that. Lauren Burnett's double, two homers, seven RBIs lead James Madison to an 11-2, five-inning win at College of Charleston. Cami Pereira walks it off to give Clemson the series win at home over Notre Dame thanks to the 2-1 victory. Huge series win, for Clemson and Homefield certainly had to have played an advantage in that um Notre Dame still a very good team sitting right at the back end of that top 25 but Clemson needed this as Clemson still sits at fifth in the ACC right now but that can still change but I'll get to that in the conference standings Courtney Coppersmith 16 strikeouts lifted UMBC to a 3-1 nine inning win at Maine Rachel Lewis's two homers, five RBIs, lead Northwestern to a 10-1 five-inning win over Purdue. North Carolina pulled a stunner of their own in the ACC at home to even the series with Florida State in a 5-1 victory. Forcing the rubber match on Easter Sunday, which we will get to. Um, Mia Scott's three-run double in the sixth hands Oklahoma their first loss in a 4-2 loss to Texas. Finally, it has happened. Oklahoma is not invincible anymore. They took their first loss of the season, thanks to Texas. Now, I'm not confident Oklahoma would have stayed undefeated. I think Oklahoma State's probably going to take one from them uh, last weekend of the regular season in the Big 12. Uh, But... Now the weight of an undefeated season is off their backs, and Oklahoma's probably going to play very free over the last few weeks of the regular season heading into the Big 12 tournament. Uh, but Meredith Slaw's two homers, four RBIs, plus Mackenzie Lauder's walk-off lifted Virginia Tech to the Commonwealth Clash Series victory in a 5-4 eight-inning win over Virginia. This shocked me. I didn't. I honestly did not see Virginia playing Virginia Tech this close. Even if it is considered a rivalry, it it didn't equate in my head to that Virginia almost could take that series. Uh, but kudos to Virginia Tech for rallying to win that series and staying in the top three in the country because that that could have cost them very dearly in the standing. If they would have lost at home to Virginia, that possibly could have cost them, um, could have cost them a super regional at home. But we didn't want to jump into any conclusions either way. Doesn't matter. Virginia Tech got the win, uh, but Tennessee took the opener at home with Texas A&M in a seven-five victory. Sidney Sickles, ten strikeouts, led Illinois to a five-nothing win at Rutgers. San Diego State took the series at home against Boise State thanks to a 3-2 to win on Saturday. Um, so, San Diego State maintains their lead in the Mountain West thanks to this series. Uh, I think San Diego State will go on to wrap up the Mountain West not too long from now and that they will be the representative. Mountain West might get a couple teams in. Boise State's waning now. UNLV has a shot. Utah State has a shot, but we'll get to that. Uh, Arizona took the series at home against Oregon with a 12 five-inning win on Saturday. Uh, I've been very down on this team, uh, this Arizona team this season, and those of you that have listened will attest to that. But... Arizona was finally able to break through and get a good series victory in the Pac-12. Now, the Pac-12 is in a very tumultuous place, but again, we'll get to that as I get to the conference standings here shortly. Arizona State sweeps Utah at home thanks to an 8-7 victory. Not a huge shock there. Arizona State's offense is legit. Um... Maddie Amos's two homers, eight RBIs led Cal Poly to a 14-2 five-inning win at Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, eight RBIs, that's very impressive. Uh, but Sydney Green's 14 strikeouts lifted Arkansas Pine Bluff to an 8-7 10-inning win at Prairie View A&M. Stanford avoids the sweep on the road at Cal with a 5-1 win on Saturday. So, at least Stanford was able to pull one back. Uh, Stanford is a very good pitching staff. And I think they will be tested again this coming up weekend. Yes, they will. Uh, So, we'll find out just how good they are. But uh, Madison Husky sack fly lifts Washington to the sweep of Oregon State in a 3-2-8 inning win. Uh, Georgia took the series at Missouri thanks to Sarah Mosley's two homers in the 3-1 victory. Again, not surprising. I've been down on Missouri this year, but I was expecting them to take one game at home against Georgia. Montana Fouts, 11 strikeouts lead uh, Alabama to a series sweep of Mississippi State in a 4-0 win. I'm not shocked Alabama swept at home, but I'm shocked at how Mississippi State kept it close almost the entire weekend against Alabama. So, kudos to the Bulldogs for staying in the fight the entire weekend against one of the best teams in the country. Uh, but Aaron Koffles, two homers, five RBIs, even the series for Kentucky at Arkansas, and a 10-7 to victory. Moving on to Easter Sunday. Um, Don Baudrug throws a 16-strikeout one-hitter in Stony Brook's 8-1 win at Binghamton. Arkansas smacks Kentucky to take the series at home in an 8 nothing six-inning win. Florida State responded to win the series at North Carolina thanks to a 9-2 Easter Sunday victory. Maeve Nelson's two homers, eight RBIs, led Northwestern to a 10-2 five-inning win over Purdue. So without her eight RBIs, it would have been 2-2. So kudos to Maeve Nelson for those eight RBIs. That is just astounding. Uh, Kelsey Leach's walk-off grand slam lifted Tennessee to the series victory at home against Texas A&M in an 11 to 8 victory. Uh, what's what's better than a walk-off grand slam on Easter Sunday? That's that's got to be up there on one of your top moments um, as a player. It's got to be, unless you can go to the World Series, but that's you know that's a whole different issue that we can get to at a later date. Monday, Megan Shorman's 13 strikeout one-hitter led Louisiana to a 19-0 five-inning win at St. Louis. And Tennessee finished off the home sweep of Texas A&M with a 5-1 victory. Not a shocker uh, there. Moving on to Tuesday or yesterday, Megan Bloodworth's homer, four RBIs lifted Alabama to the 6-1 victory at home against North Alabama. Uh, Notre Dame scored four in the eighth to take down Indiana on the road, eight to five. Indiana is not faring so well at home against Louisiana currently, but I'll save that for next week's podcast or episode. Uh, oh, Alec, mm, I did it wrong again. Alexa Langelier's two-run double in the eighth lifted Louisiana to a 4-2 win at Illinois. Now, originally, that was supposed to be a doubleheader. Unfortunately, they shaved it to one game due to Illinois playing the doubleheader against Northwestern today, which I will get to. Alex DiRocco throws a a 13-strikeout one-hitter to combat Ashley Miller's 10 strikeouts in Michigan's 3-0 win at Michigan State in the rivalry. Peyton Gottschall's 12 strikeouts outduels Courtney Veerstra's 10 strikeouts as Bowling Green picks up a 4-2 win at Miami of Ohio. Conveniently, they're playing a doubleheader today. They already finished Game 1. They'll play Game 2 later. Or, actually, they might have started Game 2 by now. But Mia Davidson's walk-off homer lifts Mississippi State past Louisiana Monroe, or ULM, at home in a 2-1 victory. ULM's had a very disappointing Sun Belt se- uh, season, uh, but they did have a very spectacular non-conference record. And they almost took down an SEC team on the road, so kudos to them for trying. <laughs> Unfortunately, couldn't do it. But uh, Georgia Tech cruised past Troy at home in an 8-1 victory. I thought Leanna Johnson would be able to pitch better against Georgia Tech. I guess I was wrong, because Georgia Tech seems to be a somewhat decent team, which I didn't expect, but... Taylor Pleasant's two homers, four RBIs, led LSU to a 7-1 victory at McNeese State. thought maybe McNeese could keep it a little closer at home. Either way, the reverse met a fixture, as it's referred to in soccer. Uh, LSU will be hosting McNeese State next week, which I will reference in our Week Eleven schedule. Utah gets the win at Weber State, six-two victory. And lastly, Cal State Fullerton got the better of Loyola Marymount on the road in a four-two victory. Solid win for Cal State Fullerton. I hope both teams make the playoff. Uh, make ugh, makes the NCAA tournament. Don't know for sure. Uh, But we'll see. That's the Week 10 Recap. Now let's head to our conference standings as of Tuesday, yesterday. So, McNeese State still stands on top of the Southland Conference at 10-2. Liberty is still undefeated in the Atlantic Sun uh, at 15-0. North Florida sits behind them in 2nd. Louisiana has ascended to the top of the Sun Belt now that they've swept South Alabama. So South Alabama drops to second. Troy is still in third. Texas State takes advantage of App State's failure to win a game against Troy and moves into the fourth spot. So the four teams that made the tournament last year are now at the top of the Sun Belt again. Arkansas is still on top of the SEC, looking to grab their second uh, SEC title in a row, or SEC regular season title in a row, which would be very impressive in my mind. Um, but we will see how that plays out. Alabama sitting in second right behind them. Tennessee's in third. Florida's fourth. Georgia and Kentucky are tied for fifth. LSU's in seventh. Auburn and Mississippi State are tied for eighth. Missouri's 10th. Ole Miss is 11th, I believe Texas A&M's 12th, and then uh, South Carolina's last. George Washington's on top of the Atlantic 10 still, and they have a pretty healthy lead, um, so I would assume they will win the regular season there. Virginia Tech is uh, barely on top of Duke in the ACC. Florida State sitting in third, waiting for them to slip up. Notre Dame's still fourth for now, but Clemson has uh, is right behind them in fifth, waiting to pounce on any mishaps that Notre Dame might have moving forward. UMass Lowell's still on top of the America East Conference. UMBC's right behind them in second. I really think UMBC should take overtake UMass Lowell for the title, but we'll get to that <clears throat> maybe down the road. Weber State, still on top of the Big Sky. Uh, No real surprise there. They are undefeated there at 8-0. USC Upstate is still on top of the Big South. Longwood is waiting for them to slip up so they can take the regular season title in second. Nebraska is still undefeated in the Big Ten, which is a very big surprise to me. Um, Nebraska will get tested this weekend on the road, but we'll get to that. Northwestern sits in second. Michigan is tied for eighth in the Big Ten still. I don't they're sitting at six and six, but that's only that's bottom that's like middle of the Big Ten. That's really shocking to see Michigan just not be great in the Big Ten. But whatever. North Texas is on top of Conference USA. Western Kentucky and Marshall are tied right behind them in second. And both are on top of their respective divisions, though. Uh, North Texas on top of the West. West Kentucky Marshall on top of the East. Uh, Oakland's on top of the Horizon League. No real. Uh, They haven't really played a lot of games, though, but they've shown promise. Northern Iowa's on top of Missouri Valley. Missouri State sitting right behind them, waiting for them to slip up. Murray State's on top of the Ohio Valley still. Belmont and Southeast Missouri, or SEMO, behind them. UNCG on top of the Southern Conference. Uh, San Diego's, nope, South Dakota State is on top of the Summit League, as you would expect. The Jackrabbits, pretty very, uh, really good team. Grand Canyon and Stephen F. Austin are tied atop the WAC. Uh, although they are on top of their respective divisions that they're playing in. Central Florida on top of the American, no surprise there. Wichita State comes in at second. Houston is still in third ahead of South Florida in fourth. Very shocking that South Florida is not top three. Um, And Houston's going to get a very big to- uh, test this weekend. UConn's on top of the Big East. Villanova has finally ascended back to second. Um, I've said all along UConn should be considered as a title contender in the Big East. And they are still holding that trophy right now for regular season anyway. Now we'll look at the Big East title or tournament later Um, on when we get to May. But uh, Oklahoma State, thanks to Oklahoma's loss to Texas, Oklahoma State is on top of the Big 12 right now. Oklahoma sits in second with Texas behind them in third. Miami of Ohio is on top of the MAC and it's really not that close. Uh, St. Francis uh, is on top of the Northeast Conference. Uh, I think Fairleigh Dickinson is right on their tail. They'll play each other this weekend. I don't have that on my Week 11 schedule dossier here, but that is a very intriguing series for the Northeast Conference. Uh, Boston University and Lehigh are tied on top of the Patriot League, both undefeated. Harvard is on top of the Ivy League, but Princeton's right on their tail. Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State are tied for the uh, Big West title, and that's how it worked out last season, where it came down to those two playing each other at the end of the year. I think it very easily could come down to that again this season for the um, for the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Although I think both could be a very good representative. Um, San Diego State's on top of the ma- uh, Mountain West. Again, no surprise, but Utah State sitting in second is a surprise as UNLV sits in third with Boise State in fourth. Arizona State on top of the Pac-12. That They're undefeated at 12-0 in the Pac-12. UCLA second at 10-2. Washington and Stanford are tied for third, and they're sitting at 500 in the Pac-12. I don't get it. Um... It makes no sense to me whatsoever right now, but um, Oregon State sits in 5th, Cal 6th, Oregon is Oregon is shockingly in 7th, Utah's 8th, Arizona still sits in last, and lastly the West Coast Conference, Loyola Marymount sits on top right now, San Diego sits in 2nd, um, BYU sits in 4th. That's just how it is right now. Those are the conference standings. Let's move on to the RPI rankings. I mentioned St. Francis. They're 152. Mentioned UMBC as well. They're 140. James Madison, 116. Murray State, 95. North Alabama, 90. Troy, 74. North Florida, 73. Grand Canyon, 70. UNLV, 67. Cal State Fullerton, 66. USC Upstate, 63, San Diego, uh, excuse me, South Dakota State, 55, Boise State, 53, San Diego State, 52, Boston University, 51, North Texas, 50, Weber State, 49, BYU, 48, Western Kentucky, 43, Liberty, 42, South Florida, 41, Louisiana, 34, Nebraska, 27, Georgia Tech, 25, Auburn, 24, Michigan, 23, Ohio State, 22. Notre Dame 21, Oregon 19, Georgia 18, Washington 17, Kentucky 16, Central Florida 15, Arizona State 14, Texas uh, 13, Tennessee 12, Oklahoma State 11, Arkansas 10, Clemson 9, Florida 8, Northwestern 7, Duke at 6, Florida State 5, UCLA 4, Virginia Tech 3, Alabama 2, and of course, Oklahoma. Excuse me, Oklahoma takes the top spot in the RPI. Now, let's move on to the Week 11 schedule starting today. South Florida at Florida. Huge in-state matchup uh, to see whether South Florida is really good enough to win in Gainesville. As that could be a potential preview of the tournament. USC Upstate. Uh, puts their 41-3 and record on the line at Georgia. That should be a very interesting game. Obviously, I think Hannah Houdge, uh should get the start in the circle and see what she can do against Georgia's hitting. I mentioned it earlier, Northwestern's at Illinois for a doubleheader, which is going on right now as we speak, or as I speak. Virginia Tech at Tennessee will be on ESPN tonight at 7. That is a huge matchup for Virginia Tech. Seeing as I don't think they have a ton of uh, competition left the rest of the way. Um, But we'll see. I think Tennessee could win that, but let's see who Virginia Tech pitches. Duke at Liberty. That's a very intriguing game as well. Um, I think Duke will win, but Liberty could beat them. And then Oklahoma at North Texas. Hope Troutwine returns to her old stomping grounds there in Denton, Texas. And I'm very intrigued to see if she pitches against her former team um, and what North Texas can do. Tuesday, next week, uh, McNeese, I mentioned McNeese State will play at LSU in their reverse match. I don't think McNeese will win in Baton Rouge, but they can go for it. Central Arkansas at Arkansas is an interesting game because Central Arkansas is decent, although they're not decent in the Southland right now, but they are a decent team nonetheless, and they could challenge Arkansas if they play the right way. But let's move on to the series of the weekend. Uh, Auburn at Mississippi State for three games. Can Mississippi State... um, Will Mississippi State break the tie and move ahead... Move ahead in the SEC. Very intrigued to see what happens. Missouri at Kentucky for three games. Can Missouri do something on the road at Kentucky? I'm going to say no. Kentucky wins that series 2-1. to one. Louisiana at App State doesn't have the exact flair that it did before App State got swept by Troy. Um, so I'm going to say Louisiana sweeps that series. UCLA at Oregon State. Very intriguing. Can uh, the Oregon State pitching staff be well enough to stop UCLA? Uh, I'm going to say no. UCLA sweeps. Arizona State at Stanford is a huge one. Do I think Stanford can take a, uh, end Arizona State's reign in the Pac-12? Absolutely, 100%. Between Alana Walter and Reagan Krause in the circle, I think Stanford has great options to be able to win that game. Or win a game. And I think Arizona State's unbeaten run in the Pac-12 ends this weekend. But they will still win the series at Stanford. Nebraska at Wisconsin. That's a huge game. Kayla Conwent could cause havoc for Nebraska pitchers. Um. Do I think Nebraska stays unbeaten in the Big Ten through this weekend? <clears throat> no. I think Wisconsin will take a game. But Nebraska wins the series. Ohio State at Michigan, this is a huge rivalry in football, not necessarily softball, as Michigan usually is a much better team than Ohio State. But I'm still intrigued to see, because Ohio State's actually above Michigan right now in the Big Ten, so I'm very intrigued to see where that goes. I still think uh, Michigan wins the series. LSU at Georgia, I think Georgia is going to win two, not sweep, though. Central Florida at Houston. Can Houston prove they belong at the top of the American? I don't think they will prove that. I think Central Florida gets the clean sweep on the road. Washington at Oregon for three games is very intriguing because Oregon needs to find themselves and get right. But I think Washington has the better pitching staff. So, But I'm, given that Oregon's at home, I'll give them two out of three. Clemson at Florida State for three games. Clemson wants to be able to get back in the top four of the ACC, but I think Florida State takes two at a three against Clemson. Texas at Oklahoma State is a huge three-game series in the Big 12. Um, given that Oklahoma State's at home, I like Oklahoma State to win that series. Arkansas at Florida. If Arkansas wants to win their second straight regular season title in the SEC, this is where they prove it. they got to go to F- Gainesville and take down Florida and win that series. I don't think they'll do it, though. I think Florida wins that series 2-1. to one. Marshall at Western Kentucky. I mentioned they're even right now in the East Division of the Conference USA. So this is a huge series in Conference USA. And... I don't know enough about Marshall aside from Sidney Nestor in the circle. Uh, but Western Kentucky's one of the they beat um, Kentucky if I'm not mistaken earlier in the season, so I'm going to take Western Kentucky in that series. An interesting non-conference series late in the season, Cal will be traveling to Ohio to take on Miami of Ohio and I'm very intrigued to see how that series is going to work. Utah State at UNLV, second versus at third in the mountain West should be a shift paradigm shifting uh, series in the mountain West. BYU at San Diego. If BYU wants to get up into the West Coast Conference standings, they got to make some noise at San Diego. Uh, but the Terreiros ain't going to go down without a fight for sure. Um, and then lastly, Charlotte at Georgia Tech for three games. Another interesting one, non-conference schedule that you wouldn't normally see on a weekend this late in the year. Charlotte's been having so much trouble within the uh, Conference USA, and they're sitting at fourth in their division. Not just not Conference USA as a whole, but in their division. So I want to see if Charlotte can even take a game at Georgia Tech. I'm not sure they will, but I, I got to see. But let's move on lastly to our statistics leaders, starting with the individuals. Jocelyn Allo of Oklahoma, Leeds Nation batting average at .49. Haley Lee, Texas a second point, right behind her at .487. Arkansas's Danielle Gibson not far behind and fourth at .48. And then Wichita State's Sidney McKinney's 5th, 0.477. Hope Trout Wine of Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA at 0.11. So minuscule, I don't think it'll be caught. Courtney Coppersmith, UMBC's 2nd, 0.47. Georgina Cork of South Florida, 3rd, 0.48. And UCLA's Lauren Shaw, 5th, 0.69. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per 7 innings with 14. Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State, 2nd, 12.9. Emma Limley of Virginia Tech, 3rd, 12.2. Stony Brook's Don Bodrug, or Bodrug, however you pronounce it, forgive me, uh, is 4th with 12. And Alex Doracco of Michigan, 5th, 11.9. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in wins at 27. Hannah Hodge of USC Upstate, 2nd with 24. Um, Florida State's Catherine Sandercock, third at t- with 22, and Marshall Sidney Nestor, fourth with 20. Justin also leads the nation in slugging percentage at 1.245. Bailey Klingler for Washington, second 1.043. Uh, Grace Lyons of Oklahoma and Arizona State's Sidney Sanders tied for third with uh, exactly one. And Arkansas's Hannah Gamble, fifth, nine nine. Jocelyn Alla leads the nation in on base percentage at 0.643. Her teammate Jada Coleman, third, 0.617. Haley Lee, fourth, 0.616. And Arizona State's Yaneira Cunha, fifth, 0.602. Georgia Tech's Emma Koff, second in the nation in doubles, with 18. Christina Burkhart of Michigan, Sarah Jubas of North Carolina, and Samford's MK Tedder are all tied for third with 16. Sydney McKinney Sidney McKinney is second in the Nation and Hits with 63. Justin All, leads Nation at home runs with 21. Addison Barnard of Wichita State second with 20. Billy Andrews of Nebraska, Bailey Klingler, Northwestern's Rachel Lewis, and Charlotte's Bailey Vanoy are all tied for third with 18. Central Florida's Jade Cody leads the nation in RBIs with 57. Bailey Klingler, second, 55. Addison Barnard, fourth, 52. And Kentucky's Aaron Coffle, f- tied for fifth with 51. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in shutouts with 15. Hannah Hauge second, with 13. Sydney Nestor's tied for third with 9. And Penn State's Bailey Partial and. Stanford's Alana Volter tied for fifth with eight. Arizona State's Marissa Schuld leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 16.4. Georgina Cork second, 15.75. Megan Framo of, of UCLA fifth, 9.19. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in strikeouts by 80 with 315. Peyton Gottschall of Bowling Green is second with 235. <clears throat> Marshall Sidney Nestor, 3rd, 232. Keeley Rochard of Virginia Tech, 4th, 228. And Alex Draco, 5th, 225. Is- Lastly, let's move on to the team statistics leader, starting with batting average. Oklahoma Leeson Nation with a .375. Louisiana, 2nd, .359. Arkansas, 3rd, .347. Duke is 4th, .345. And Arizona State, 5th, .343. Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with 0.68. UCLA second, 1.15. USC Upstate third, 1.51. Murray State surprisingly is fourth at 1.55. And North Florida's fifth, 1.57. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage at 0.983. Boise State 2nd, .982. Florida 3rd, .982. Oklahoma State 4th, .982. And surprisingly, Omaha of the Summit League comes in at 5th with .981. Oklahoma leads the nation in homers per game with 2.69. Wichita State 2nd, 2.11. Miami of Ohio, 2.08 at 3rd. Arizona State 4th, 2.03. And Arkansas 5th, 2.02. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring or runs per game with 9.44, Duke is 2nd, 7.85, Arkansas 3rd, 7.72, Wichita State 4th, 7.41, and Arizona State 5th, uh, 7.33. Oklahoma also leads the nation in slugging with a .78, Arizona State 2nd, .663, Duke is 3rd, .658, Arkansas 4th, .642. And Wichita State is 5th, 0.628. UCLA leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio as a team with a 7.4. San Diego State, 2nd, 6.19. Oregon State, 3rd, 5.63. South Florida, 4th, 5.46. And Oklahoma, 5th, 5.33. Lastly... Florida State leads the nation in walks with 195, Georgia Tech is second, 193, Central Florida third, 187, Oklahoma fourth, 186, and Texas A&M fifth, 181. So that's all I have for you recapping the Easter uh, weekend um, as we are now less than a month from Selection Sunday um, on May 15th. Um, plenty of games that you can watch, keep up with, um, starting tonight with, uh, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, then the Thursday throwdown, a night throwdown on ESPN2, Clemson at Florida State, um, plenty of games across the ESPN networks, ESPN Plus, the Big Ten Network has a couple, uh, Ohio State, Michigan on Sunday, I believe. Um, I don't know if FS1 is doing any softball games yet. They might be just waiting till the Big East Tournament. Um, ACC Network, obviously. SEC Network, Longhorn Network. Well, Texas isn't at home, so it's not on Longhorn Network. But plenty of games to watch nonetheless. Hope you have a great week. Um, I will be on the road this weekend. Um... I'm going to catch two of uh, former JMU products, uh, former Dukes, who are now playing in the ACC. I will be at in Blacksburg to watch Virginia Tech take on Louisville, and I will be looking uh, watching Hannafiel and for Louisville and Kelsey Brown for Virginia Tech. Um, I'm very excited for this to see a top three team in the nation in Virginia Tech. Um, so I will be there Saturday, Sunday to watch those two games. I very much look forward to this week. Um, I hope everyone has a happy, healthy, safe week moving forward. Check out as much softball as you can. This is Tyler signing off with the Around the Basis podcast. We will see you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Watch some softball. Good night.